0: Welcome back, goons and goonies. Um, this week, I decided I should probably at least finally start to tell the Juvie story. Uh, I waited so long just because, you know, I don't want this to be, like, my defining thing. I don't like to reference it that much. I don't want to build my whole... I don't know. I don't want to hold on to it and make that my own thing and then just everybody... 'Cause already at this point I know half of the people from my high school are looking at the the name of this podcast episode and are like, Oh, still still talking about that, huh? It's like, No no no. I wasn't talking about that, but people asked me about it, so I needed to make a reference episode so that way I don't have to I can just tell them to listen to this, you know? It's just like not a thing anymore. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but it's so like drawn out to me that I really want to get plastered before I do it and make it make it as fun as I can. So, um, yeah, let's see how it goes. Uh, let me, give me just give me like a second. Just give me like just like one second to get plastered real quick. Just hold on. All right, thanks for holding on. Uh, I'm here back. This episode, by the way, is sponsored by Seltzers. Shout out to Seltzers for uh, you know getting getting fucked up but being also healthy about it. You know, it's I like Seltzer. Uh, you know. I actually try to switch between you gotta switch between seltzers, beer and wine just to you know you want to make sure you don't get too much of uh, carbs you don't you you don't want to make sh- sure you don't you don't get too much sugar you know whatever it is I yeah well and that's the thing I I took that minute I took that minute and I didn't take advantage well no I took advantage of the minute but I didn't take advantage of the time that you gave me to get fucked up anyways doesn't matter here I am Steve McJones to talk about. The Juvie story, and it's a you know it's an interesting story. It's not really that interesting, but it's a part of my life. So here we go, so back when I was a little schoolgirl back in the day when I was a junior in high school, I was at the peak of my life direction. I actually peaked in fourth grade, but anyway, so I was in high school making jokes on Twitter that people nobody laughed at. Nobody really liked me. (laughs) I'm just kidding. But anyways, I made a joke on Twitter and it was around the time of Nerf War. I don't know if you've heard of Nerf War, but a lot of high schools have a Nerf War when you're a senior in high school. It's where you get into different teams and you have a Nerf War. And I was a junior, so only seniors had had the Nerf War at high school, and there was a lot of tension because there's this whole this, this family had a whole burn down house situation, and all of the people wanted well, some of the people wanted to donate their winnings to the burned down house family, and some of them were like, Well, that's not fair. The whole point of this is to win money, and that's the whole competition. That's what we do. And there was a whole lot of tension. There was a lot of people getting in fights and arguments on Twitter. There was like oh, what was gonna was gonna happen. What's gonna go on with this money? And, and, and you know me, of course I had to put my two cents in. Steve McJones, Stevie Stevie McJ on Twitter. Hold on. <laughs> Stevie McJ on Twitter Of course had to put his two cents in. And me as a person, I wanna diffuse the tension. I'm a I'm a little brother. I'm a little sister. No, no, no. I'm the I'm the the third child in of three. I'm so I'm the youngest. As the youngest, typically the youngest is there to to diffuse any tension there is. But anyways, I come in and into this nerf this whole nerf war situation, and I tweet I tweet great idea for next year's nerf wars. Great idea for next year's Nerf Wars, fellas. How about we use real guns instead of fake guns? Haha, just kidding. I'll have shot at the school by then. Oof! Oof! Yeah, no, that's a lot. That's too much. That's too much. No, and I realize that. I realize that now. Back in the day, apparently I didn't realize that as a junior in high school. But what are you going to do? You know, I thought it was funny at the time. And I go to school the next... I wake up in the morning. It's got like... Like 60 something favorites and like two retweets. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Look at this fucking guy walking around the school, like, yeah, you know what it is. What's up? Like, I got that many favorites, that many retweets. What are you gonna do? And, uh, yeah. And then, of course, comes around fourth bell. I get out after fourth bell because, uh, I was in PSEO. CCP. I don't know if you've heard of her. College Credit Plus. You know, do that whole thing if you're still in high school. It's worth it. You get free money. You get less time in school or whatever. Anyways, I was doing that whole thing. And so fourth bell is my last bell. And I'm like, look at me. Third bell, I have a math class with my, one of my buddies. I'm like, <laughs> what if I tweet? What if I follow up? What do I? What if I follow up with that tweet? What, what are they gonna do? You know that'd be hilarious, right? And they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, totally do that, dude." And I'm like, "So I tweet. I just have to make it to lunch to follow through m- with my plan." Oh man, oh man. If that tweet, if that second tweet wasn't the worst decision of my life, I don't know what is. You know, I'm what twenty one years old, and this happened when I was seventeen. I would say, you know, I'm still only 21, but 17 years old, that was probably the worst decision. The follow-up. The first tweet, yeah, you know, kind of funny. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> kind of funny. Still fucked up. And still really dumb. Second tweet, even dumber, even more fucked up. And you know what? You know what they did to me while I was in 4th Bell? I said, is there, a, is there an Alec Bolger here? Is there an Alec Bolger here? Which is my real name, in case you didn't know. And I said, yeah, I'm right here right here, and they pulled me out of class, and immediately, you know what I mean, immediately, I was like, listen, it was just a tweet, I'm kidding, there's no guns, you can look in my locker, wherever, they searched my locker, they searched my, my car, they searched everywhere, I would have been able to, to have these things, my bag, whatever it is, of course I don't have any guns, I have I, never, ever wanted, first of all, I have never, I don't believe I have ever hated anybody ever in my life. I've wanted to punch somebody before. I've wanted to emotionally hurt them before. Excuse me. However, I have never wanted ever to kill somebody in my life, which is kind of relevant because World War III is happening, and I, I don't think I could do that because I just can't, you know, I don't think I would be able to shoot somebody. You know, shooting in a distance randomly is, is a little different, but, you know, we won't get into that. Because I'm not a politics guy. And World War III, I think that's just something that the media wants to portray to to get followers. But you know what? It's not important. What is important right now is that I made a fucked up joke, which wasn't even that funny. And what happened is I got expelled and I went to juvie. Now, with all of those facts... Comes responsibility. And for me, I do feel responsible for those. And so before that, this was 2017. In the midst of all the shootings and whatnot. And, and and probably about a month and a half before there was a shooting at a school nearby. And I saw it as breaking tension when in reality it was just inducing panic. Which is what, uh, you know, ironically I got uh, arrested for. But I, back then, I, I, you know, I didn't mean to. I, you know, I still don't mean I don't, any intention of harm or whatever. Like I said, they searched my locker, they searched my car. I had no guns, which clearly I had no intention. I immediately, when they pulled me out of class, admitted to the whole thing, and I said, "No, I said no, sir. I do not mean to do any of this, and I did not mean to induce any panic." So. Unfortunately, I did, and it was fair. It, that is fair, okay? I will admit to that. However, however, I had, I I, I was going to, I, first of all, I was going to my grandma's that weekend because it was like Memorial Weekend or something. I don't know. Whatever happens in April, there's probably a big weekend. I went to my grandma's, and I was in trouble, and my dad didn't tell her what I was in trouble for, but she's like, if you're in trouble, it's okay? you know she could tell something was up she's like it's okay listen we were all, we all make mistakes and you'll get over this soon and you know thank you mamie yeah i call my grandma mamie i said thank you mamie i needed that right now because i will i will conquer this whole fucking thing whatever it is and i will get over it and so that's the first weekend second weekend it's sunday this is two weeks after I've been banned from school, got expelled, whatever. Two weeks after that, I'm watching a movie. I have court on Monday. My dad comes down and he says, "Hey, this isn't going to be a vacation, okay? You can't be watching movies, all right? This you, you did something bad, and we're and there's going to be punishment to follow, and it it won't be. We're not going to be easy on you." And I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. And that whole fucking void comes in. And I'm like, here we go. And like, and that's fair. You know, I fucked up. And as parents, you gotta, you gotta, you know, make sure there's discipline. And you can't let your kid fuck up. Because if he does, it's probably for something that he fucked up on. Which I did. And, you know what? You're allowed to fuck up in life. You fuck up. That's what you do. The, every every human being is capable and is probably willing to fuck up on whether it be on purpose or on accident, you know. And so I fucked up. We had we had court that Monday and our lawyer, our previous lawyer had told us, "Hey man, all that's really going to happen is you're probably going to get A little bit of charge, you're going to get some some court fees and and whatnot, and you're going to get some community service. And you kind of fucked up. Like, you should know that. You did fuck up. But you'll be fine after that. Everything's going to work out. So we go to court on Monday, and I'm with my... just, Just me and my parents. And they say... The prosecutor says, We suggest that the defense here go to juvie because of the threat of the act because of of, uh, the possible threat that this person holds and my parents were not expecting that at all they weren't ready for that and neither was I all I thought was I was gonna get a little bit of community service and I'll take community service I would do community service whether I'm in trouble or not you know what I mean like I I, yeah I'll help out the community I'll, I'll do whatever I've had some volunteer hours on my hands whatever it is for a class or whatever, you know. Obviously, I'm not gonna do that on my own because I'm not that good of a person. But other than that, I, you know, I, I, we were not expecting that at all. I could see my dad's face go red, see my mom just kind of freaking out, and I'm like, "Wait, what? What is going on?" And they start handcuffing me, and they said they they're saying this whole thing about. In this case of of threatening and whatever, this person needs to go to juvenile detention so that he's not a threat to anybody or anybody else around him. And I'm like, What the fuck is happening? And I'm they pull me back and I'm dressed in a suit and they're like, Wow, you dressed up in a suit, we don't see that a lot back here and I'm like, Yeah, obviously, because you have fucked up people that come into Juvie. But in my mind, I'm I, well. In my in physical reality, I'm just crying. You know, as as a kid in this situation, probably should. You know, if if you don't cry, you got to be able to cry when you're in a situation like this. When a situation you're not expecting, first of all, in a situation that negative negatively affects you, I think that's a situation where you're allowed to cry. It's crying in front of these officers that are arresting me. And taking my name and taking all this information about me. And then the thing is, it's fucked up. I don't know why they had to do this, but they had to pull me back and, like, give me a shower within with all the, the juvie shit and, like, undress me, and I had to be undressed in front of a, a, an officer. And that's pretty fucked up because I'm pretty sure they have that for every gender, both male and female, and every person that gets taken back there both male and female, and or whatever gender in are your, is, you're not binary, it's not one or the other, but whatever it is, and that was the most, they take away who you are as a person and look at you naked, and that situation right there is something that I never want to experience again, that is the part that I most regret from this whole thing, I don't know what they're looking for. What what could what could you possibly get at this like fifty year old looking at me a seventeen a year old naked? Like what what threat do you get out of this? Like what what are you trying to to break me down into? And I guess there's probably federal reasons and and laws that that he's following and and whatnot, but like. That just really breaks you down That's that's the worst moment of it all I think And so after that You take a shower Make sure you don't have crabs Whatever it is Get changed into the degenerate clothes And you're fully at that point a degenerate And at this point Here I am The degenerate I am the degenerate And I Don't know what to do I, I am kind of freaking out And all these other children that are also under 8 under the age of 18 come out and they are uh, you know they they always they already got their own cliques and everything which is weird because in juvie it's like there are little cliques there are there's the cool kids and the nerdy kids and the quiet kids which is representative of of high school I guess I don't know there's you know you, I think within every community they break down the top people and the bottom people and the middle people, and which is kind of fucked up because everybody should be the same. But you know, there's the extroverted people and the introverted people, the 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 leaders and whatnot. In juvie, there were these, there was this hierarchy, and I was now forced into that. Where do I fit into this? status quo you know where like they they had been in there for at least a couple of days and I'm now that's me and I don't know to be honest I did find some people I related to in there I found some funny people I found some cool people and and I I, I'm not gonna lie I I don't regret the whole situation. I do not regret what I learned and who I met. That's what I'm going to say right now on record. I don't regret everything that I did. I am very sorry that I scared you. However, apparently at this point, so this is what made the whole thing worse. At this point, this is why, you know, I kind of wanted to get somebody who had been there, but you know, I'm in Athens now and fuck Athens or whatever, but I'm in Athens now and I can't really get anybody that was there at the moment but at the school that Monday when I went in for court there was a bomb threat that Monday and then Tuesday there was a bomb threat Wednesday there was a bomb Thursday it was called bomb threat week that's what it was a school shooting bomb threat week of just people calling in every and apparently you know it was like fifth bell one one day fourth bell another day third bell another day and it was like counting down and apparently by friday everybody was actually going to get killed or whatever and that is really what they they told me it was like you were exa- you were an example you were 17 years old older than all these other kids and you should know better blah 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 there's this whole fucking thing going on at the school and me, I'm just chilling in there trying to, like, comprehend what the fuck is going on. Chilling in my own jail cell, talking to these diget- these actual... J- there was this kid in there. There was a couple kids. They're like, well, you know, you're technically not supposed to talk about what you're in there for. And, you know, everybody talks about what they're in there for, obviously. That's what you talk about. What else can you talk about with these other kids? And this kid in there, like yeah, I lit, I lit something on fire on my school bus, and now I'm in here, and, like, this is the second time I've... And there's another kid, like, yeah, I beat up my mom. You know, she she kind of deserved it, though. And, you, and the thing is, you kind of sympathize with the dude. When he says that he beat up his mom because his mom apparently has done all these things to him and, and you know, has this new boyfriend that's a bitch or whatever it is, but, like, I don't know. That's what you do. Like, you sympathize with these people or empathize, whatever the word is. You empathize with these people. And, you know, I beat up my mom. It's like, damn, bro, you you can't be beating up your mom and shit. (laughs) And then there's another guy that's like, yo, I took some Xanax and tried to, this dude, like, jipped me $20. So, like, I went over to his house and shot at his house, you know, whatever. And he got arrested. Two of them got arrested for that same crime. And I'm like, yo. I fucking tweeted in this bitch and they're like, Oh shit Oh shit <laughs> Uh yeah, no. Nah. And so I was very I was not I don't think I was included in the majority of the people there. I don't think I I don't think they grouped me in as one of them, which is good and bad because, you know, I didn't fit in as well as I I mean, do you want to fit in to to juvenile delinquents? I don't know. Probably not. However, I wanted to. I was there for two, three whole weeks, basically. I wanted to fit in, you know? And, and, And am I so wrong to want to fit in to people, to a community that you put me in for so long? That's the hardest thing. Is like they put me in there and then they never give you the next date. They never give you the date of your trial. They never give you the date of your execution. You know, it's like you have a couple of different dates where you come in and and things and people watch you and things happen. And they they don't give you that date. And it's like, well, I don't know how long I'm going to be in here for. I, I might as well make some people I can, friends, I guess, people that I can talk to. I don't know. So, you know, I wanted to fit in. So... I did make some friends there. I, I I did make some friends that. Well, you know they're you know, the people there uh, and they're they're all juvenile. They're all juveniles. They're all under eighteen. You know what I mean? None of them. There was a kid that was eleven years old in there, who made a shooting threat or a bomb threat when he was eleven years old, and. At that age, you don't know what's right and what's wrong. You don't know what's going to make people laugh, what's going to make people like you, what's going to, you know, you, you don't know. And he made a shooting threat at 11 years old, and he was in there. And I feel sorry for that kid. But, you know, I bet he learned his lesson after that. He was a little sassy. I bet he was a little... I'm, <laughs> I'm not trying to be homo- homophobic or anything, but it's just a fact. I bet he was he was gay, and, and he wanted to to kind of you know he was hiding it and he wanted to bring attention to himself and he was whatever it is he he made a shooting a shooting threat and he came in and unfortunately for him, a lot of the kids in juvenile detention made fun of him for being a little gay kid or whatever and you know I, that's unfortunate and I, I I did feel sorry for that kid and I feel sorry for anybody else that that tried to do that. there was some kids, who came in actually from my school after that, you know, the whole bomb threat week, that got caught and, and, and I met in the whole system. And I feel sorry for them because, they, you know, we're all kids. All juvenile detention kids are kids. But it's juvenile detention for a reason. And, you know, hopefully you, you learn your lesson from that whole situation. I did that shit and I learned from it. And you know what, I, I met uh, you know I met some cool people. There's this guy named Abel. Abel Freebands, like like Kane and Abel. I don't think his actual name is Abel Freebands, but that's what it is on Facebook. Shout out Abel F- <laughs> shout out able freebands. <laughs> Uh, He actually, oh, and there was this guy named Will Smith. Of all things, Will Smith. What a cool guy. When I first got there, the first day that I was there, he opened up a letter, and the letter said that he was a father. (laughs) And he was not ready for that shit. I'll tell you, nobody under the age of 18 should be ready for that shit. And he definitely was not included in one of the people that was not ready for that shit. And I felt so bad for him. He was like, "Oh shit, what am I gonna do? I'm in juvenile detention right now. I can't take care of this kid. What the fuck?" But anyways, Abel Freebands. Well, Will Smith. Well, so I friended them both on Facebook after this whole situation, and Abel Freebands. Abel has a yeah, you know, dude. He was a he was a ginger long. He had long hair. Ginger and there's nothing wrong with being a ginger. I like gingers in general. I guess I shouldn't call it, is ginger offensive? Is that an offensive term at this point? A redheaded man named Abel and <laughs> in juvenile detention he was a spa- dude, he was spaced out all the time. He was I mean he was in there for, for selling Xanax, you know, and, and he he told me he was up to 12 Xannies a day. Like that's a lot. That's Quite a few Xanax, whatever is that plural? Is that it's quite a few? There's a lot of drugs in one day, and he was spaced out. He wasn't on him anymore, obviously, because he was in juvie. He couldn't take him while he was in juvie, but taking him up to that point for how, for however long he did, not all there. The guy was not all there, and he would, you know, <laughs> he would fucking like shit in class. He would shit his pants. And we, you know, in class, whatever it was, we would have to do like two classes a day. We'd have to go back and forth for, between teachers where they would just kind of watch over us in this classroom setting where really nothing was hap- would happen besides the kids that were still in school would do their schoolwork while they were in there and everybody else would kind of just fuck off. And he would be, you know, we'd, we'd all be sitting in there and just start. What? The- Ew! Ew, dude, what what is that? And everybody is like, able, was that you back like, yeah. <laughs> Maybe. And it was fucking Abel. God damn it. Uh, yeah, he's shitting his pants and in, in the classroom because he's got no nothing better to do. Which is fair. And we get uh, man, that, that whole setting was weird. Ugh. I just remember they played country music all the fucking time, and I am not a fan of. Of country music. I don't know if you don't like country music, but if you don't, you typically don't like country music. If you're not a fan, you hate country music. That's, that's tip. It's either you love it or you hate it. There's no, there's no inverse. And they would play that shit all the time. And that's what made Juvie the worst is because they would play poppy country music too. I can respect regular country music, but they would play poppy country music. Fuck that shit. Anyways, Abel shit in his pants in class. Country music is happening in the background. And I was like, Oh my God, what the hell? Ugh, we'd all, you know. But you know, I don't know. Abel was funny. He, it he was funny enough when he when he did zone in. Very rarely he did, but when he did zone in, he'd zone in. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So right, I he had the cell next to me. Uh-huh. He he would he would stand up on the toilet, talking to the vent and be like, "This is Jesus speaking." Hello, and the vents were like. <laughs> The events were a connection to every other room in the in the cell. There was only two rows of cells. I think they only had 20, 20 rooms, to be honest, 10 on the bottom, 10 on the top, and you'd talking to all of them, and everybody would hear them. It'd be kind of funny. It's a little funny. They also had this whole situation of there was this dude in there that had done meth before, and they were like, well, what's meth like? You know, I, I kind of want to know. What, what What's it like? What do you do when you're on meth? And he's like, well, well it's hard to, it's it, it's kind of hard to describe, but you know it's it's just like woo and he, he did the little surfer like pinky and thumb thing like woo and it, we all just cracked up at that and went around and we would do that to each other around the classroom. Woo! <laughs> Looking at each other around, Hey, shut up, be quiet. Woo! <laughs> And so you know we're all in our we're on our different cells. Luckily, in juvenile detention, you don't get a cell with um, you don't you don't get a room with anybody else. It's just you in that room. And you know he's been talking to the vent or whatever. But at night, everybody quiets down, and you just hear you just hear, woo, <laughs> and everybody else goes woo <laughs> to answer. You know, and like, hey. Quiet down! Everybody, all right, okay, all right. Oh, Jesus. No, there were some characters. Will Smith on Facebook. After after I got out of this whole thing and I went on Facebook, I, I met up with. There was one day he, he had a profile picture, uploaded another one the next day. And it was him on the ground. You know, his face was not shown in it, but he was just in a trash can throwing up. I'm like, Will motherfucking Smith here. Abel Freebands had one... Where he was holding a, an iguana, I think it was a large iguana. It went, you know, he was holding it with two hands. He goes, "Me and my pet cat." <laughs> this man, dude, I, I don't know. I met a lot of cool people in there. Another Alec. My real name is Alec. I met another Alec, which is cool. We shared, we shared our Alec stories. He was one of the kids that did Xanax and shot up that house actually, which was unfortunate, you know, (laughs) unfortunate for him. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. You you meet a lot of interesting people in there. And I also did unfortunately meet some kids that were in a bad situation. i met a kid in there, uh, who, who'd been in there a lot, you know, they were used to him. He was friendly with the, with the workers, the officers or whatever you want to call them. And, and they knew him and they, they were all happy and, but he was just a crazy dude. Like a big, bigger man, and and he had been through a lot of shit. He had scars on his face when he was a kid. Some, some dogs attacked him or something. And he was supposed to come into a lot of money from it, but he was just lived in a fucked up family, and uh, and unfortunately, was just a degenerate. And he was, and there, and there was this time where, at some point, where his mom came in and came into the whole. He came in as a visitor. You have visitors on Wednesday and Saturday and Sunday, I think. I think you get you get two a week. So, like, Wednesday, maybe Saturday, maybe Sunday, one of the two. But he, they came in and asked him to sign a whole check for her. And the whole situation was fucked up, and he stood up and just ran into a wall. Just straight up ran as fast as he could, headfirst into a wall fell down, hit the back of his head on the ground, and his eyes rolled back, and I don't know, I feel bad for that, that kid, because while I was there, he he turned 18, it was his birthday, wished him happy birthday, of course, but it was his birthday, and he went to real prison, And and that was within the first week or two of me getting there, and so I heard this whole story about him in real prison, where you know, somebody looked at him funny and was like, what's going on? He got in a fight and got tased. And I don't know, there's, there's a lot of fucked up people in this world. And I, uh, you know, I, I I hope that they're able to get out of that. I really do. I, I want them to be able to realize that there's more than life, more than more to this life, than negativity in prison, like people grow up in prison. And they don't, feel comfortable when they're outside of it they they grow up in that that dude if he if if he does something if he well i guess if he if he doesn't do anything to the point where he's able to get released then he gets out and he feels weird he doesn't feel like he fits into society he doesn't want to take that energy or that time to like make friends or fit in and He's like, I got to get back there. And he, and he just commits another crime, you know? He just does something else to get him back in there. And that's unfortunate, you know? That's unfortunate. And I, I don't know. It was cool getting that perspective on life. It was cool meeting those people and understanding where they come from. And luckily, luckily, I didn't become one of those people. Luckily, I wasn't one of those people as a kid who, who got into drugs and crime and stealing and breaking into shit and beating the shit out of people and and, and there are people who are just born into that and, and you can't think of them as any different because in reality they're just people that were born into that you know that's, that's what they knew that's the, what they were raised around like beating the shit parents beating their kids people parents beating each other whatever it is like that's just what They knew. That's just your whole background. And I feel really bad for those people. And luckily, luckily, I was able to get out of this. My, (laughs) There was actually this time, I did want to tell this in general. There was this time when I told my friend, I was like, yeah, there was this guy. We were in class and this guy tweeted. He tweeted from JDC, Juvenile Detention Center. He tweeted, he's like, tweeting live from JDC, you know, that was the Alex kid, that was the Alec kid, actually, which was hilarious, I was like, dude, you tweeted in Juvie, that's awesome, and then he got all of our computers banned, and we were like, fuck this kid, god damn it, we can't do anything anymore, he got in trouble, well, you know, to, to be expected, and my friend Adam, Adam Ott, actually, that had an episode on here, he goes, he goes, so, did you beat the shit out of him or, you know, what happened? Like in the in the showers, what happened? I was like, nah, we just raped him. <laughs> and you can't say that anymore, I guess. I don't know. I think, I think prison rape is more acceptable to joke about than regular rape. But like, <laughs> we didn't rape him. But like, fuck that kid in general, just for tweeting and getting us all in trouble. And anyways, I you know, I had to, I had to meet the people, I had to make friends, I had to establish myself in that community of degenerates, and move on from there, you know, I I had to, I had to move on, and, and after that, that whole experience, I learned a lot, I learned, I gained, like I said, you get a different perspective from those people, and and you get out, and and you get a different appreciation for day-to-day life, whereas, like, Every day, I, I couldn't even, you know, I, they had a, a pull-up bar. They made us walk around in a gym or whatever every morning. But, like, you can't work out. You can't listen to music. You can't talk to your friends. You can't even talk to your family. If you have a shitty family connection, you still want to be able to at least talk to them to give them shit. And, I can't, and you can't even talk to them. And after that, you just kind of, like... I don't know. I luckily, I, I my whole situation, I had a lot of supporters. I, I was well. My, I mean, at least my family was well respected in the community, and I had a lot of friends. So, on the day of court, I had a lot of people show up and support me, and I got a hundred. I listen. I listen. I got my due. I again. I, I did a shitty thing, and I got three weeks in juvie, and I got a hundred hours community service, and I got three months of probation. Okay. I think that's enough. I think that was enough for a seventeen-year-old who fucked up, made a joke, and and wanted to move on from there. I think I think what I got was fair. Well, maybe a little less than fair because the joke—it wasn't that you know. But no, it's fair. (laughs) We'll go back to that. It was fair. We'll just revert to that. That it was fair, and I made friends, even with the, when I had to do community service, I had to do community service with the Lebanon High School custodians, and I made friends with all those custodians, like, they were all so cool, like, I made the best of every situation that I had, they were all cool, when I was a senior, I graduated, all the custodians chipped in, and gave me, like, a $50 bill, just, they were, like, happy graduation or whatever, you know, I was like, oh, that's so cool, that. I don't know, but I I really did realize that there are, in comedy, there are lines, and if you don't make a well-constructed joke, I guess, or there's lines that you just can't cross unless you do it tastefully, unless you have a big name, I guess, where those things have consequences. You know, people... People will respond to that and you have to take in that there's a lot of different perspectives in the world and if you don't look at it from your own perspective, say a high school, a junior in high school or a college kid or whatever if you don't look at a joke you make from that perspective there are perspectives that are just not appropriate for that joke. I don't know there's there's things where somebody's going to look at your joke you made as a college kid and be like, that is dumb. You shouldn't have said that. There, Like, I am offended personally because I have this person that's in that situation or whatever. And that's fair. You know what I mean? I acknowledge every single person that's in that situation or in whatever situation where they have a friend that has cancer, or they have a friend that's in jail, or they have a friend that's been raped, or they have a friend, or they, you know, they've experienced all these things in themselves, and you can't, you can't expect them to laugh at a joke about that topic, and that's fair, but it, it, it the whole thing is, the whole thing is, if it's a joke, and it was never meant to harm anybody, you have to the person that takes offense to it also has to th- also has to think about it from the comedian's perspective i guess if somebody anybody says something in a joking manner in a joking manner then then they're just saying that for the laugh they're saying that for the art of it they're saying that for the giggle. They're saying that for whatever. You know what I mean? They're like, they're saying that not to offend anybody. They don't want to harm anybody. Personally, there are jokes that you can say, especially nowadays, like Ricky Gervais hosting the Golden Globes, like saying all the shit that he did, like on the Golden Globes. Dave Chappelle making every single joke that he did, dodging land mines or whatever, like saying all this offensive shit but in a good way it's like they have a name for themselves and hopefully this is what i'm hoping for that hollywood will kind of get past this phase of canceling celebrities and and just ridiculing everybody for making any sort of joke and get to this point where it's like this person is not making a joke with any intention of harm. This person is making a joke. To first of all normalize that thing. And second of all. You know make you know, make light of it. I guess kind of. Like that's a serious thing. And it's like. That thing should be acknowledged. And it should be taken care of. And there should be rules and laws. And whatever. To eradicate that from ever happening. But. While we're in it. There are people who are not taking this thing seriously in the right way and kind of making it a dramatic an oh, not dramatic an over dramatic thing that is it's laughable it really is like somebody that hasn't been affected by this they are defending something that they've never experienced and kind of just being i don't know too much they're being too much about this whole thing and there has to be jokes to make fun of the people who, who take this too far and too much. I don't, I don't know. Listen, listen. There's a line. There There's a line where things become too much and too far. And comedy is supposed to state that. Comedy is supposed to come out, make fun of people who are taking things too far and taking things to a point where... They're not relatable anymore, and to the point that even people that have been affected by them are like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know, like, that's just, I don't know, that's just my perspective on it. This has been my whole juvie story, and I'm fucked up right now, so whatever I've said, I don't know. That's just me. I need to stop this because I've gone on for far too long. Amen. Anyways... Thank you for listening. I appreciate you. Well, uh, that was that. (laughs) Thanks for uh, sticking with me, guys, especially there towards the end. That was a lot of kind of drunk rambling, but, you know, I got most of what I wanted to say out there. I also want to say I was sponsored by Seltzers. However, I I wasn't at all. And you should be careful of Seltzers because everybody thought that margarine was good for you because it wasn't butter, and then... Look like what we find out, that margarine is all chemicals and it's really bad. Anyways, I know that wasn't the whole point of the thing, but I think <laughs> I think I went on long enough about that whole thing. And I finally got the juvie story out there and done with, so you can refer to this episode if you ever need to, which is mostly for me, because I'll be the only one <laughs> referring to it ever. Anyways, I really do appreciate any listeners, and uh, I don't know follow me on Instagram for updates and stuff, uh, at Steve McJones, I don't know, just look up Steve McJones, I think it'll pop up, it's up there, um, and like, subscribe, comment, review this on iTunes, whatever, it all helps, and makes me feel good, (laughs) anyways, uh, thank you, I love you, okay, bye. I want a boyfriend, just come up behind me and you know let me wear his jacket. My boyfriend, I'm mad at my boyfriend.